Continuing our look ahead to the upcoming college basketball season as we are at the ACC basketball tip-off. And it is our pleasure here in the fast lane to speak with Muffet McGraw, legendary Notre Dame fighting Irish coach, now an analyst for the ACC Network and for ESPN. Muffet, does this time of year always give you the pit in your stomach feeling, that bubbling of excitement inside? What is it like for you as we are at the dawn of a new basketball season. I have to say, happy that I'm retired and not having to worry <laughs> about some of the things that are going on, looking ahead to that schedule and already worrying about the next game coming up. But it's been so fun being on the ACC Network. For you getting to this new venture in your career, when you were figuring out that you were ready to, to hang it up from coaching and hand over the, the, the chalkboard, I guess what it used to be called, now it's a dry erase board, uh, to somebody else, was broadcasting something that your interest at that time? You know, it was. It was something when I would watch games on TV, I would think, I would love to be in the studio. I, I didn't really want to call the games uh, on the sideline. Really like watching, reacting, seeing what should they be doing in the locker room? What should they be talking about right now? How about for you as well, that vantage point and perspective, uh, maybe what, a 10,000 foot view, being able to watch it from the studio and also being able to opine on larger topics when it comes to basketball yeah exactly you know I, I always like to talk about women and empowering women and, and some of the things that we can do off the court as well but it, it is fun to get in and look at things from an objective perspective you know I don't have uh have that worry at night I, I can sleep at night after the losses so it's really been fun Muffet McGraw analyst ACC Network and ESPN and she's talking some college basketball with us here in the fast lane you opened up the can of worms so we're going to go there you mentioned empowering women and how basketball has become an avenue for doing that. And maybe the greatest thing is, even in the world of sports, it's not the only avenue. There's so many other sports that over the last 10, 15, 20 years have gained traction and attention. When you started off coaching, and even in your you know, heyday at Notre Dame, did you envision that basketball and women's sports in particular could reach where they are going now? Well, you know, there's so much room for growth when we started, and you see what building at certain schools could do a little bit more in terms of marketing, in terms of fan, in terms of media exposure. There's somewhere we haven't really moved the needle. We were about 4% maybe 20 years ago, and I think we're about 4.5% right now. So we have so much further that we need to go. I'd love to see more females coaching, women coaching women. That's why the girls can look up and see, there's somebody that looks like me that can be a leader, that can be a head coach. And I think that's where we've really dropped the ball. We've gone from 90% of coaches of women's sports being women to just over 40%. So we really need to get more women in coaching. You you bring up that particular angle of women and the role in coaching. My wife coached field hockey for a while. We've got twin five-year-old boys, something I had to give. And from the coaching standpoint, that was it. But the even in the latter years, as she's gotten further away from coaching, her former players, they get married, they have kids. My wife hears from them all the time. How much has that been an impact that you've seen about yourself and your career and the other women who have been titans in the game? Well, that's the thing about coaching. It's so much more than the X's and O's. It's not about the winning and the losing. It's about building those relationships. It's about empowering them to go out and do some great things in their community. It's about having a platform and using it to talk about social justice and issues that really matter to them. But as far as your wife goes, I'd love to see her coaching those twin five-year-old boys because if we had more women coaching boys at that young age and also on the girls' side, then they would grow up knowing that women can be the head coach, where right now we're always seeing somebody's dad being the coach. Okay, so you again, you open up another can of worms. As Muffin McGraw is just, we're getting hot and heavy on this stuff here in the fast lane today. Um, you open that particular perspective. So as, as a parent, I, I want my, and this is not to, to 
be a passive parent. I want my wife to take the lead so I have my boys see a woman taking charge of a situation and know how to respect it at a very young age. Is that ridiculous thinking on my part? I'm not trying to absolve myself from it, but there are moments where I want to see them see my wife take charge so that they learn how to respect that and it can go towards changing a broader dynamic on the world as a whole. You know, it really can. But I, when I look back on my someone who was coming up and playing soccer at five years old, somebody's dad was coaching the team who never played soccer. We have all these women who played the sport, who coached the sport, and they are the ones that we need to have come out there and do it. And it's certainly at that level, I think it's so important right off the bat, they're getting a chance to see women leading. And in terms of your players, the, the evolution of that, I mean, you look at, Karen Wyckoff at Florida State. She's a former player for Florida State. She's coached now. We've seen it in our own backyard. Coach Mox did not play at Virginia, but she's played and is now leading them. Speaking of former Virginia players, a bigger level. Dawn Staley has used that as a broader platform as well. The value of former players and being able to impart that knowledge on men and women, boys and girls, what do you notice now taking a larger view of how athletics has shaped itself? Well, I think it's great to look back and say, hey, I did it as a player. I know what you're going through. I know what the pressures are going to be like. I know how to be a student athlete. All these things that I went through, now I'm helping you get through the same thing. So you have that, that kind of bond and that, and that ability to be a role model and show them what they can do. Um, but I, I think it's, it's just so important that women can look up and see a female at the head. And uh, for my son growing up, and he was watching me lead with a male assistant and knowing that women can be in charge, that this is great to see women respecting women. We, we need more, more of that. Muffet McGraw with us here in the fast lane. There are all sorts of leadership principles that we've been covering with her so far in our chat today. Um, we will shift over to the basketball and what to expect, particularly Virginia Tech and Virginia in just a moment. The NIL component, the transfer portal element as well, is it daunting and something that pushed you to get away from it or is it more something that you're excited to see how basketball has evolved and women are more empowered than ever before as all athletes are well i would have to say that i'm, I'm not a big fan of what's happening in college sports right now i think we're in a crisis mode right now i think the transfer portal it's called the one-time transfer and yet we have kids playing at four different schools our job as coaches we're educators we're teaching kids life skills things that they can use when they move on about hard work and commitment and patience and waiting for your opportunity, how to be a team player, how to maybe make some sacrifices, how to have that discipline and that focus and perseverance, how to be relentless in pursuing your goals and being committed and loyal to your teammates. And now we're seeing kids coming in with one foot out the door and thinking, hey, if this don't work out, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not waiting for that senior to graduate. I want to play right now. I want it all. And it's the same thing with the NIL. We're not, we're all in favor. All coaches want their players to make money. I would, I would love them to make money. But do something to earn it. Don't just walk in the door and say, how much are you going to pay me because I'm the quarterback? And I think you see these schools giving you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to athletes for doing absolutely nothing. And so I would love to see them say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm going out and I'm, I'm doing this for the local you know, pizza shop or, or whatever. And they're trying to earn some money. That's, that's different than what's happening now, which is some alum reaching in their pocket and giving them $100,000. For not really doing much. For doing absolutely nothing except going to that school. Muffin McGraw with us here. Some straight talk here in the fast lane. Uh, so you mentioned that particular component in the adversity. How much did you notice, and do you still notice, that a lot of successful teams are built on players who have gone through the downs, learned how to persevere through that, and then by the time they get to their fourth and fifth year, 
they're breaking through as players and they're helping their program reach new heights. Yeah, I think that's really rewarding to see that. I had a number of players go to the WNBA that didn't start as freshmen or sophomores. They, they waited their turn. They, they went out as juniors to the starting lineup. But it's not even that. It's 10, 20 years down the road. They're dealing with something in life. You know, they have a parent die. They go through a divorce. Uh, they have a miscarriage. Something happens to them. And they say they look back on what we've taught them. And they say, you know, I didn't think I could get through that, but I knew. I had the mental toughness to do it because of what I learned on the basketball court. Muffet McGraw with us here in the fast lane. We're talking all sorts of life lessons and leadership skills. We will pivot to talk some basketball as well. Um, you mentioned that excitement for the course of the season. We'll start in Blacksburg. There's a lot of it from what they did last year coming oh so close to making the national title game. Can't say they would have won it. You never know what would have happened in that game. But they had a lead on LSU in the fourth quarter of that game, and the offense dried up, and LSU made plays, and as they say, the rest is history. How does Virginia Tech go from that to being able to replicate that or go further? The thing that going to the Final Four the first time does for you is it gives you that confidence. Now you know. A lot of players and coaches will say, come here. I think we could be really good. I think we could do this. Now they're saying, no, no, I know. I know we can. I know how to do it. I believe we can do it, and I've got the game plan. Here's what we have to do. Here are the mistakes we made. Here's what we learned from it, and now we can move on. The biggest problem is the expectations from the media, from the fans. Everybody's got these great expectations because you did it last year. Why don't you do it again? Like, it, it's not that easy. You know, it's really, really hard to do it again. And so I think for them, they've got to kind of be in their bubble, stay off of social media, not be reading about all these things because expectations, they can cause you to lose your confidence. And with women especially, that's a really big issue. So they got a whole bunch of new players. they got to, they got to mesh together. they got to figure that out. Um, they have a lot of things to do. But they, they can't think our season's not going to be a success if we don't win a national championship. They just have to play and try to reach their potential. Georgia Amor, Kayla King, Liz Kitley, returned from Virginia Tech. They have kind of formed into their own leadership council as players. How do you balance that as a team where you want those players to use their experiences and their success because they've reached a level that a lot of their teammates have not, but also make sure they rope them into being part of it rather than it's the three of them and everybody else. Well, and that, that's a heck of a trio to have to build the, the team on, and, and they do so well. And I think they're the type of leaders that are going to bring everybody in. They are not the type of leaders that are saying, hey, we're, we're going to take over. Don't you worry about it. They're trying to figure that out. And that's the biggest thing about leadership. It's being inclusive, creating that culture of belonging, having everybody on the team know your job's really important. I know you don't play that much, but what you do at practice is really helping us win. So making sure that they're motivating the team and encouraging them and complimenting them and making them part of the team. Muffet McGraw with us here in the fast lane, legendary Notre Dame women's basketball coach and now a broadcaster and analyst with the ACC Network and ESPN. Virginia, they had a great start to last year and then injuries piled up and it went south fairly quickly. What is Coach Mox doing and what does she need to be doing to make sure they can withstand what derailed them over the second half of last year? Well, I think she did a great job with the schedule last year because they were a very young team and they needed to get some wins to build up to get into the conference. Once they got in the conference, the, the level of play, I think, really stepped up. They did have a ton of injuries, and that was really unfortunate. This year, they're going to be back with Sam Brunel. Hopefully, she gets healthy before the season starts. Cam Taylor, I think she's a terrific player. And Mir McLean, they've got a really good group to build on. But for them, it's going to be about winning some big games. Who are you going to upset? Who, When you're looking up, you just got to get to number eight to get to the NCAA tournament. You don't have to win the league to get to the tournament. So it's not that big of a jump for them. For that particular program also, and Coach Mox, there's been a lot of turnover in that program, and I guess understandable they had their struggles well before she got there. 
What have you taken away from how she's changed the culture and attitude around Virginia Lady Cavalier basketball? Well, you hit it. Just saying culture, that is the key. She's building, building a culture. I think she's done a great job so far of getting them to understand what it really is going to take. She's been at some successful programs, had some success as both a coach and a player. So she really understands what you need to do and how to build that team. Muffet McGraw with us in the fast lane. Muffet, um, going even beyond the ACC as we've touched on, there's Dawn Staley, the Virginia alum. We know about Gina Oriam, a success. Iowa, UConn, LSU, they've all had their great runs. You had one at Notre Dame, Coach Summit at Tennessee. Uh, there's a bunch of programs. Is the overall health of women's basketball now finally where you maybe saw it could go with dominant programs but now there are a bunch of programs that can reach that stratosphere and that is the best thing about it isn't it when you see new teams getting to the final four you see lsu and you see iowa teams that people weren't talking about before now that everybody in the country is talking about caitlin clark people that were casual fans of basketball now after that game were saying wow did you see that game last night suddenly everybody's interested in women's basketball and then it turned to the wnba and you saw record attendance record media um attention on those games so i think it's building people are getting excited about it we have great players to watch, and everybody, Caitlin Clark, everybody knows who, who she is, and she is somebody that we can really build around. And Virginia Tech, going to play them early on, so hope you got your tickets because it's sold out. Oh, it is. It's <laughs> sold out. It's just down the road from here in Charlotte. When you go by the arena where the game will be taking place in a couple of weeks, do you get uh, you get a little level of excitement seeing that arena and going, wow, we're at the point now where you got showcase women's basketball games that are literally being created for media, much like a lot of men's sporting events, the oh, MTV events. Absolutely. And Ally, who is sponsoring the game, is doing a great job of saying, Here, here's what the women are getting, here's what the men are getting. It's going to be exactly the same. They are putting their money into women's sports, and I think that's a great thing for all of us. Muffet McGraw with us in the Fast Lane. Muffet, thank you so much for your time and perspective. We've really enjoyed connecting with you and chatting with you, and we hope to do it again. Thanks. I look forward to it. Muffet McGraw with us here in the Fast Lane, and appreciate your time as well for listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts.